0: Welcome to the Disney at Work podcast, bringing magical ideas to improve your world from the happiest place on earth. Your host is J. Jeff Kober, author, speaker, and consultant to organizations around the globe that look to bring best of Disney ideas to their workplace. Welcome to our Disney at Work podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Kober, and we appreciate your patience over the last couple of weeks. I've been largely in Asia. Uh, having uh, visited with clients there, but also having spent the time at both Hong Kong Disneyland and Tokyo Disneyland. We hope to bring you a lot of parks across the globe, not just Walt Disney World and Disneyland. You'll see more of that in the weeks and months to come, both photos, videos, and uh, and a number of posts. So, so be looking out for that. We're here to talk today about the three worst queues at Disney. In any park anywhere, think about your own experience at a Disney theme park and what was the worst queue experience that you ever had. And uh, I'd like to describe for you the top three worst queue experiences I think that are anywhere. The first of these is, uh, strangely enough, from one of the very best theme parks in the uh, in the Disney catalog. It is Tokyo Disneyland, and yet the attraction is Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Now, almost all of you have had the experience of riding Dumbo, and it's a great little ride. It's it's a fun ride. It's an iconic attraction. You don't see a video about Disney without seeing somebody flying on Dumbo, and so it's a very iconic attraction, but as a queue, it's the worst, and in truth, The queue at Tokyo Disney is the worst of the worst. Um, The fact of the matter is, is Dumbo is a carnival type attraction. And as such, it doesn't really hold a lot of people. The line is not the longest in the world. By no means is it the longest. There are long lines at Tokyo Disney. But those lines actually move faster than Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Why? Because it's the slowest. Moving line. A lot of people think that it's how long the line is. In truth, it's how slow the long line, the line is. Because when you're in a long line, as long as that that cue continues to move, and continues to allow you to keep seeing things along the way and and experiencing something, then you don't mind it. And in fact, actually, on our uh, Disney at Play, I've listed this week the seven top cues. Uh, in all Disney theme parks, and some of those have very long lines attached to them. But the experience of being in the queue is as phenomenal as the attraction, practically. Uh, one of those being Pandora Flight of Passage. That is an amazing queue. I've had people who have actually opted out of the Fast Pass Plus experience just so they could experience everything that is within the queue. It's part of the entire uh, experience of being in Pandora is to go through that queue. Here, this is not the case. And in Dumbo, I've, in, in Tokyo Disney, I've used that as the example of probably the worst of the worst. There are a lot of spinner rides at Disney. We have magic flying carpets. We have astro jets and rocket uh, rides that go in a circle. And some of those I quite enjoy. This one is the least of the least, partly because if you were to go visit Tokyo Disney, and we'll have the photos of this in uh, in the show notes, so definitely go out to DisneyAtWork.com to look at the show notes, but you'll see that this is this spinner is actually a replica of the one that was originally at Disneyland years ago, and I don't mean... A few years ago, because it was changed out about two years ago. I mean, years ago before the Fantasyland uh, makeover in the um, in the 1980s. As such, it's a spinner attraction that only has about 10 uh, Dumbos to it. The others have much more. The, the newer Dumbos accommodate for much more. And of course, the Dumbo... Uh, experience at the Magic Kingdom has been made even better because they've not they don't have just one but they have two spinners and they've added fast pass and they've added an entire circus tent with an interactive queue the kids could play and you just sit there and enjoy the air conditioning. But in Tokyo Disney other than a modest amount of shade there is nothing to do in this queue. And it's just a slow cue while you wait your turn to ride Dumbo. So therefore, I've listed it as one of the one of the the poorest cues out there, um, simply because it feels like you're going to nowhere. Number two, uh, the next one I wanted to name was actually uh, an entertainment experience. Queuing happens also before you go into shows such as uh, maybe Fantasmic or uh, to Beauty and the Beast or something of that nature. Shanghai Disney has a very unique um, stunt show called Eye of the Storm, Captain Jack's Stunt Spectacular. It is. I, I I tell you, do not look at the YouTube on this because it does no justice to what you end up seeing in this in this show. It is it ends in an over the top way that cannot be described by video. But to get there, you have to queue up. The first queue is an exterior queue, um, which. Uh, if you're in Shanghai the wrong time of year, that heat and humidity is oppressing even when you are in a shaded queue and even when there are fans on that queue. It's just difficult. But now you add the culture and perhaps that's improved a little as guests have become more familiar with the Disney product. But I got to tell you, the queuing is one, it's a Chinese culture thing. I'm not... I'm not saying they're bad and we're good, but there is a lot of cutting in the queue. There is a lot of cramming in the queue. You find kids going off into these public places. I show a picture of this in, on, on the website. Uh, it, it's just, and then and then you're funneled into a queue indoors. Now this is a little better because it's air conditioned, but make no mistake, you are crammed in a very large building where you experience a very interesting pre-show. I say interesting pre-show, I can't judge it because it's entirely um, in Mandarin, so I don't really understand what's going on other than the visual of it. But notwithstanding, people are cutting in front of you, people are cramming you, your personal space is, uh, if you have difficulty dealing with tight spaces, think of this as a ginormous uh, elevator with, 4,000 people packed <laughs> in with you. Um, the queues kind of move. There is actually queues. It's not just an open space. It's actually the queues kind of funnel you into that space. Um, it's it's a reminiscent of a queue I saw once years and years ago when I first did Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln at Disneyland. There was a pre-show to that attraction. And they had you kind of funnel through these queues that got you lined up in front of the theater doors. It's something akin to this, uh, but wider, but it, it is just, it's a messy experience waiting. And it's one of the reasons, and with, the fact of the matter is, is this, queuing is a social experience. And if you don't like overcrowding, you don't like people cheating in line, or you simply don't like an invasion of your personal space, it's, it doesn't matter how good the show is, it's really hard to embrace having to queue for that attraction. And so I put that as my number two uh, uh, number. These aren't in any particular order. These are just three that really, uh, I think, have a, have different messages attached to each of them. The third queue that I'm going to mention is an interesting one because it too is at Shanghai Disney, not very far away from um, Captain Jack's. Um, but it is the Challenge Trails at Camp Discovery. Now, what has happened is, Imagineers have taken this big, big mountain rock, and it sits high and it sits big, and they've weaved and cut through it, an entire, um, an entire uh, ropes course that goes through it. Now what makes the ropes course interesting is, and if you can appreciate this ropes course, you probably have seen there's a minor ropes course attached uh, to Kilimanjaro safaris for guests who who take the, the premium uh, tour experience uh, there at Disney's Animal Kingdom. So you kind of get a little sense of what that kind of looks like, but this is at, at a much bigger level. First of all, there are several ropes courses, and then each ropes course, has three different rails and those rails allow your, um, your bungee cord, your rope that holds you on, it allows you to choose whether you want to try a difficult um, trail, whether you want to try a, a, a medium trail, or whether you want to um, try just kind of walking around it. And it gives you those choices, which is a, a really awesome, cool thing for it to do. Um, however, to get, to, you have to guide your rope in one of these, and it allows you to switch off between which one you want as you go through these different points on the trail, but it slows the movement of guests. And that means not as many people can go on it as quickly as needed. Plus, every guest has to first take all their belongings that they have, backpacks, whatever, stuff, phones, put them in a locker. So you have a whole process, a whole queue to secure your stuff in the locker. And then you have to go through a queue that actually gets you suited up. And the only way to do that in a safe manner is by handling guests one by one by one as they, um, as, they uh, as they get prepped to go on this rope course. In the end... The experience is amazing. I think because of legal reasons, you'll never see it in the United States. But if you go to Shanghai Disney, you have to do it. You have to do it by simply being making that your first attraction of the day and getting there before everybody else does or having a lot of patience, go time of year when it's not uh, hot and humid outside. It definitely is worth queuing up for because it's a great attraction experience. It, it is kinetic. It is interactive. It is a fun experience, but it does have a very complicated um, queuing system that uh, slows things down. So as I look at it, these three queues offer different messages and they are the most challenging queues, even though sometimes their rides or attractions are phenomenal uh that said all said and done there's some souvenirs for your organization to consider first how intentional are you about reducing the wait time for your customers even uh your employees who might have to wait for um for you second how can you create value while people are waiting for the products and services you have to offer and you'll see that as you go through uh the Disney at play article I have on seven great queues. They'll give great examples of how they maximize the experience. Um, so it's worth it. Uh, it's also good to note or ask the question, are there ways you could just eliminate the need to wait, which is kind of where the fast pass system kind of originated. The problem with the fast pass system, it kind of makes others wait a little longer. So um, what can you learn from others who have managed their queuing systems? And I I, uh, I don't mean just Disney, there are other great organizations who do smart things in terms of their queuing. And if you go to my Performance Journeys article, you'll see different ways of having to make it more palatable uh, for people who have to wait. If And in my world-class site, you also see an example of how Walmart uh, our local Walmart does something to to make it easier for guests who uh, are, are queuing up to uh, to check out uh, the grocery store. Um, finally, are you making sure the products and services you ultimately deliver are worth the wait that others are going to have to experience? People will wait if you have something great to wait for. And as I mentioned, we actually offered a, a whole bunch of different um, post this week. If you go to performancejourneys.com, you'll see a breakdown of how uh, people queue and, and how you can manage the queuing experience. It offers eight different um, approaches for making the queuing experience better when you are having to deal with your customers. The Walmart example I mentioned is on worldclassbenchmarking.com. At... Uh, Disneyatwork.com, on the same website that you see the show notes for this page, we wait in the Hundred Acre Wood, where we analyze four different styles of people, in, uh, and we describe them as Winnie the Pooh, Eeyore, Rabbit, and uh, uh, who am I missing here? Tigger. And we talk about how each of us kind of fall into one of those four personalities, and how a great cue accommodates for that particular personality. So check that article out at disneyatwork.com as well. And then over at disneyatplay.com, I mentioned the seven great cues, um, which, uh, which are worthy of noting. And then also we have a great article on autism. We focus on autism in our disneyatplay.com site. And uh, we talk about the challenges uh, for autistic people who are having to wait in a queue and how Disney uses their uh, uh, disability access system to um, accommodate those individuals. So there's a whole bunch of different articles. Um, Know that uh, next week I will be in uh, Disneyland California uh, with the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, We're gonna be bringing you podcasts and lots of articles and more. Uh, if you haven't downloaded the uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, a complete guide, please go to Disney at Work or Disney at Play.com and click on the link and uh, subscribe and join uh, that so you can get that guide. It is constantly being updated as more information comes out and you definitely want to check out. Everything there is to know before you head to see Star Wars. So, lots of things to find. Uh, please come search us out. We appreciate your um, joining us, and we hope that you uh, uh, you have a great day. Thanks so much. Bye.